Together, our hearts are flame with a fire that can't be tamed. Our God, oh glory to your name. We will run, we will run. I surrender to bring you fame. Our desire that you be praised. Our God, oh glory to your name, Jesus. We will run, we will run, all together our hearts aflame, with the fire that can't be tamed, our God, oh glory to your name. We will run, I surrender to bring you fame, our desire that you be praised, our God, oh glory to your name. Jesus
to listen. <laughs> and so the capacity to listen, the capacity to, to, uh, to hear what's going on, to hear uh, the voice of wisdom, to hear the Holy Spirit, to hear uh, sounds, uh, has the power to, to change and to, and to shape our lives. So I want to talk about this morning. And so in, parable, in Mark chapter 4, he says in verse 3, so just as Jesus is about to talk about the parable of the sower, the first word he says in verse 3 is listen. Listen with an exclamation mark beside it. In other words, listen. <laughs> so the whole, this whole context of Scripture here starts with the word listen, and also uh, and at the end of it, we, I won't read it all through. You can read it through yourself. But in verse 8, it says, Some seed fell upon the good ground and yielded a crop that sprung up and increased. Somebody say increase. Someone like increase around their life? Yeah. Some, and some sprang up and came increased, and it produced some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. In other words, uh, it starts with listening and it ends with value being multiplied. That's the concept of the Scripture. He's starting off with listen, the word listen. And it ends with value being multiplied. The value, or uh, we'll talk about that another time, but value being multiplied, not just a, a little bit, but a lot. And that your life is counted for. Or your life is, has value multiplied for you. In other words, your life is counted for something. In other words, your life uh, has greater worth than the things that you have. Your life is worth more than your wealth because your life is counted for starts off about listen. The parable is a type of listen. Jesus is using a parable to talk to us. So a parable simply is this. It comes from the first first part of the word power is the word para. It passes down from one to another. So the word para. And the word parable is simply this. It passes down from God. So in other words, what he is saying is the story is being told. And within the story, the truth is being passed down from one person to another. There is something that is said. There's a message, there's a truth, there's an insight, there's a revelation, there's something of value, there's a stream of value that is in the story that passes down side to side, it's passing down side to side, and it's up to the people that are listening to hear it and to absorb it, to capture it in order to, to capture the truth and to multiply it in a way that it can produce value. We find that this is a starting point for life, and what happens is that it becomes important. So one of the things that we find is, yeah, the Bible starts off starts with the word listen and the parable is telling us that there's a value that's being multiplied in people's lives. And Mark, let's go down to Mark chapter 4 and I'll just carry on with that uh, passage and we'll carry on with it a little bit. I'll stop at 7. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And of course, they didn't really get a, get, get what was going on. So uh, in Mark chapter verse 9, he carries on to say, um, in, verse, in, in verse 9 to 10, he says, but when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable. And Jesus said to them, he said, to you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but for the others who are outside, it has become a parable. In other words, he said, to you, it has been given to know mysteries about the kingdom of God, but for the others, other people, it's been told to them first. So you find that whenever Jesus comes in, whenever his story, whenever something is told, we find that within the other, lies the mystery. So it's whether that whether we have ears to hear or to hear. For some people, it'll tell you a different story. But for other people, they will pick something of deep value out of that and be able to multiply it. Some of you here today will listen to a Kiwi speak, and by the end of it, you probably won't remember some of you will listen, and you'll find seeds in there, you'll capture it, and you'll multiply it, and it passes down from one to another. I know Pastor Ryan's dad had a, had a seminar with Clark Taylor, and Clark had been very interested about the seeds that were passed down from Adam and Eve. And he said, where have you learned those from? How, how did you know that? And, and Dad said, well, you taught me. just didn't know it. However, when I was in one of your seminars, I captured something. I was listening. I had an ear to hear. I caught what you brought across, and I had embraced it into my spirit, and I have been able to multiply that. So what you see now and experience now is a multiplication of the seed that you invested. I just had ears to hear, 
And then the value of that was multiplied how many times. It's got nothing to do with how smart or how clever you are or anything like that. It's just the fact of whether you have ears to hear and how you can position yourself to hear. So he says, to you it's been given uh, the king to know the mysteries of God, but to the rest it has been given in parables. In other words, it is very clear from the statement from Jesus that there are different levels of understanding from the same story. There are different levels of understanding from every story. Every, there are stories being told all the time. God is always in the business of telling stories. There are the stories of people's lives being told. There is always a story being told somewhere. Always. Everywhere. People are wanting to tell the stories of their life. People are continuing to tell the stories. It's up to us whether we have an ear to hear and what we can hear, what we can hear within the story. Every story has a story within the story. So you'll find that with, um, when we listen, we can either listen to at one level of understanding or we can listen at a greater level of understanding. The degree in which we are prepared to tune our ears to hear will be the degree that we can uh, extract value or be able to meet a need or to be able to do something, to be able to create value. This is incredible. Um, it's, a, it's, it's so simple but so easy to do. And it's very clear. So it's, there are different levels of understanding for the same story. In verse 16, he says this, No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. <coughs> Excuse me. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that it will not be known or come to light. This is where I want to just get, catch your attention here. In verse 18, Therefore, take heed to how you hear. In other words, pay attention, this is the words of Jesus, take heed or listen, pay attention to how you hear. Another translation will say, take heed or pay attention to what you hear, regardless of whether it's the what or the how, both will create value. Whether what you hear or how you hear what you hear, both make a difference to what, how your life can be changed. Both will make a difference to what you can capture or what just goes straight over the top of your head. So Bible says, so Jesus specifically says here, take heed to how you hear. For whoever has to him, more will be given. And to whoever who does not have, or even what he thinks or seems to have, will be taken from him. Seems, and so I just want to unpack this a little bit for you this morning. Seems to have. In other words, it appears from the outside or to other people, or even though he thought himself he may have, or even assume that people have a knowledge of the truth or have an understanding about something. Some people, they can assume a lot of things. They assume where people are at. They assume uh, that what they're doing, they have a, an insight of something. But what happens is when people make too many assumptions or when you start to think too much about what you already have or what you think you know, without taking the time to listen, one of the things that you'll find is that the environment, because we live in a dynamic environment, you'll find that it doesn't take long for the world to change. And even what you think you have or what you think you have a, a revelation of can all of a sudden become irrelevant. That's why it's important that we have ears to hear. This is the same in the church world. It is the same in your family life. It is the same in the business world. It is, same, it is the same in every facet of your life. When you make assumptions about things, when you close your ears off to what's going on around, you'll find that you may think you have an, a knowledge or an insight about something. You may think you're on the ball with something. You may think you're on the mark. You may have, a, it even may appear to others that you are relevant. But before you know it, some people will find themselves totally irrelevant without even realizing it. The world has changed. Why? Because they haven't made the decision to listen. And it, it, can, be, it can be the same in parenting. You know, you can think you understand where your kids are at, but if you don't take the time to listen, you'll find that time will go on and your kids will change, things will change, and before long, you're totally disconnected. The same things happen with marriages. You may think you understand your wife. <laughs> I'm hearing you. I spent a lot of time listening, but, but then all of a sudden you miss the mark. What's going on? I haven't, I, I, I've heard, but it's not, it's not what I've heard, it's how I've heard. It's the degree of my capacity to listen will determine whether you can actually hear the story behind the story and remain relevant and connected 
or you don't listen, you just and you end up dis, disengaging. You find this the same thing happens with companies as well. Businesses, they, they think they have a good product and they do have a good product. They do everything right. But they don't make too many assumptions and all of a sudden they find themselves completely out of business. Kodiak did that. They had a great product. They thought they had a revelation. They thought they had an insight on that. Before you know it, what happened was the market shifted and they weren't listening to the market. Next thing you know, the market shifted and next thing you know, they're completely irrelevant. Right? Jesus said, take heed to how you hear. How you hear. Why? Because within there, there'll be value. Either our capacity to hear, our, our, the capacity to discipline ourselves to listen and listen with intent is a very, very powerful uh, uh, characteristic to have and to develop. You may not say anything, but if you just listen, you will find that you can create value by just listening. Even people, even companies realize this. I know there was a, a phone company that was set up that they would set up a call line where they won't even say anything. You can dial this number at $3. People even pay for this. At $3.99 plus GST that you can phone this number. We won't tell you anything. We will just listen to you. That's it. Why? Because people understand and recognize the value of being able to discipline, to not say anything, not shout your mouth off, but just listen to what's going on. Be careful for how and what you listen to. Listen. Give, that's why Jesus said at the beginning of that parable, listen. He ends it by saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let's not get caught up so much in this particular time with the seeds and all that. Get caught up with the discipline to how you listen. Some people get so caught up in their own understanding of something that their ears eventually just shut off. And they become danger, in danger of becoming irrelevant. Organizations, I was just saying before, they at one stage can be a leading organization or have an insight on something, but next thing you know, they're completely left behind. Why? Because they haven't listened to what the market needs or the market wants. They haven't listened to the voice of the market. Pride and bias will also shut down ears to hear. When you have a personal preference, and when it comes down to speakers, I mean, there are speakers that kind of, they really ring my bell. There's preachers that ring my bell. There's others that don't. But even in saying that, I've had to listen and discipline myself, even though they don't ring my bell as such, make a discipline to listen because everyone that comes up here, everyone who's a mouthpiece of everything, even a donkey had something useful to say. And one of the things I found is I found myself, if people didn't, weren't the type of person that really rung my bell, I noticed myself start to shut off and, and shut my ears. And I wouldn't hear, and then I'd end up missing out the value that they brought across. But I had to make a decision. I had to make it a discipline to open up. Look, be careful to how you hear what you hear. And the more I started to tune and listen and start to remove my bias against some people, the more I started to get some value out of it. I came away with fantastic value. But I could have lost that if I'd kept my ears closed. Even the people around me, sometimes when you have a... Uh, even as a pastor, one of the things, uh, sometimes there's a perception of that as the pastor hears clearly from God. Sometimes, in fact, a lot of the times I hear clearly from God through the people he puts around me. And if I, as a pastor, get to a point where I shut my ears off and I'm not listening, I shut the sounds out from other people or shut out from what's around me. I mean, you are the body of Christ. You are my brothers and sisters. And I know that God speaks to every one of you just as he speaks to me. And so, so one of the things I have to do also is to make sure that I don't let my own pride get up in a way that I, my ears start shutting down. I've had conversations with people. You may have had this conversation too. And they're consistently saying, oh, I, I know that. I, I know that too. I know that. Yep, yep, I know that. I know that too. Yep. You notice what happens in that type of conversation, it just shuts it down. Right? It shuts the conversation down. Actually, what they're doing is they're shutting their ears down. Listening in order to give an answer. This is where people, uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of us want to do, especially guys. 
you know, let me help you. I, I, I know how to fix that problem. And so I'm listening and I'm already preparing an answer for you in my heart, in my head, to give you that answer because this is what you need. What I have in here is exactly what you need. <laughs> sounds, it sounds plausible, but what happens is approaching or listening with that kind of intent can actually shut another person down. When you're listening in order just to give an answer, it's not listening to understand where the person's coming from. Because one of the things you find is people, there's always a story, there's always something else going on behind the scenes. And the way that we listen to, we can either zip straight across the top or you can capture something very, very powerful out of it. So in the terms of, uh, in regards to, in the context of personal relationship, uh, the people around us, there's already, already always a story being told in your marriage, in our families, with our children. It's very easy to, shut down our ears to hear uh, for, Kate's very good at this, she's just outstanding. Sometimes I hear a noise of grizzling and complaining in, inside the house, right? And then it starts to aggravate me a little bit. It starts to aggravate me. But Kate, she was saying, no, no, no. She's saying, she's trying to communicate something else. She may be communicating or verbalizing one thing, but actually she's, she's communicating something else. It's not, not you, Georgia. Actually, there's something else. There's another story going on inside of her heart that she's just trying to express. And if you just listen, you'll find that you'll get in tune with the you'll get in tune with the, the heart of what's going on behind the scenes. You'll find that even in organisations, people complain. There are sometimes people complain because they're just complainers. <laughs> but other times, in fact, for a lot of the time, people complain about things that they care about. And so, even in organisations. One, uh, one thing people, uh, even in leadership, a danger for people is to shut down complaints because we don't like to hear criticism. But that's not always a good thing either. One of the things I understand in business is this. Welcome criticism. Welcome complaints. Don't be afraid of them. Why? Because people complain about things that they care about, generally. So not be intimidated by complaints. Don't be, I mean, if you're a whinger and a whiner, well, I've got a big paddle in my room. <laughs> but don't be afraid to listen to what's going on. Who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Like a baby that's crying. You, you, what they're really saying is I'm hungry or I'm in distress somewhere. And so you've got to learn. To, we listen, as parents, we start to listen beyond the squeal or beyond the grizzle to saying, okay, what's the real issue is somebody's in pain. Even in the media, when you look at issues within the world today, you'll find that there are grizzles, there are issues that come up. If you have an ear to hear, or discipline to listen, you'll hear that there is a story behind the, the story that's being told. And uh, so one of the things we find is even in business, people will find, uh, people, will, uh, people will hear needs. They'll hear explicit needs. But um, if, behind every explicit need, there's an implicit need inside of the heart. You'll find that when, when, a, uh, when a business will... Uh, when they empathy map, it's, it's what they call it. In other words, they get, inside, they get inside other people's world to find out what's going on inside of their world. In other words, they discipline themselves to listen. And when they can do that, they find that they get an insight and understanding of what's going on in the person's world and help them to provide real-world solutions. That's what I mean by creating value. One of the, thing, one of the places I went to was design school. And uh, it's, one of, it's a prestigious design school in the USA. And, they, and what they do is they... They identify real-world problems. They, they, they find real-world solutions for real-world problems. And one of the things that they do is that they, they make a discipline to listen or to get inside somebody else's world to help me understand, help us understand what's going on inside of your world. They'll even go to the extent where they went across and they spent a month living in somebody's world, walking in the way that they walked, listening to the conversations, experiencing what they experienced, and then, after a period of a month or six weeks, they came together and designed a, a, a real-world solution that helped save a whole pile of babies. The point being is that, and they created value for millions and millions of women. Why? Because they had the discipline to listen and not just come up with an answer what they thought that that person needed, but actually get inside of their world and train themselves to understand what's going on. It's another reason why you have McDonald's today. McDonald's just didn't exist by itself. McDonald's existed by listening and having somebody having an ear to hear about what were some of the explicit needs out in the community. 
They started to listen to some explicit needs, how they listened to what they heard. They started to take that and shape that and put it into a system that now actually provides a need, and that need is fast food. Not necessarily a good thing, but at the end of the day, it came by having a disciplined ear, an ear that was willing to hear. As a church, one of the things I believe that's one of the most powerful things that we could do is not just force feed uh, our revelation of God down into, into people's lives or force feed scripture or force feed anything upon anybody. But if we can take the time to listen to what's going on around us, listen to what's going on in the, the people uh, that God has placed in our immediate circle, listen to what's going on in the community, have an ear to hear. If we can discipline that, you will find that there you can find that we can start, we can then come into a place where we can start to create value. Uh, one of the things I've studied on leadership is this, that int- uh, introvert leaders generally make better decisions overall because they listen more. So sometimes leadership can be portrayed as somebody that knows how to call answers on the spot and can come. That's good. But one of the things you'll find is that people that think about more and listen to understand make better decisions. So if you want to make better, because our lives are basically a collection of decisions. If you want to make better decisions, you can start to listen more. Listen to how people run their finances. Listen to people how they run their marriages. Listen. Take time to listen. How can I meet a need? First, take the time to listen. Creating value starts off by listening for a need. Listening for an explicit need, a verbalized need, but listening for a need that's actually underneath that. There are dimensions and ways, uh, dimensions and levels to the way that we can hear or listen. The first one is the, the natural, explicit needs. In other words, even silence has a sound to it. Silence is a sound. You can hear silence. Uh, white noise. White noise is another type of explicit sound. In other words, white noise is a whole bunch of frequencies and a whole bunch of sounds all together at the same time, and you can't tell the difference. Funny enough, it's helpful to put babies to sleep, but it's a a tangible sound, a a natural sound. It's an explicit sound, a a sound that's expressed that you can hear. Another Another level is acute sound. In other words, within, I mean, as as women, you could... People can understand this. That in a whole room of babies crying, you can hear an acute sound of your own baby crying. Yeah, it's an acute sound, a sound that's been tuned to to listen for some particular sound. Even in our sound crew back here, one of the things that they do is they their ears are starting to get tuned for particular frequencies, and they can hear a frequency that to other people they wouldn't even know, they can hear it but not hear it. You can hear it but not hear it. But when your ears become tuned to it, you can start to hear that sound. Uh, I, I know some of these guys could say whether uh, a frequency level of the, the frequency of 100 hertz is a wee bit high. For some people, they'll think, what are you talking about? <laughs> but for people that got their natural ears tuned, they know straight away exactly what you're talking about. So our natural, our, our, our natural hearing, um, the next level of hearing is this, is our heart or implicit. In other words, hearing, uh, hearing beyond the natural to hearing What's going on inside of a person's heart? It happens with our kids. It happens with your spouses. It happens in your place of work. It happens within a church. One of the first things when I uh, came as senior pastor here, my, uh, some great advice that was given to me was just take time to listen. Listen to what goes on. Listen to what's happening inside of people's heart. Because out of the mouth, the heart will speak. And sometimes it doesn't always come out in the right way. <laughs> you know, when people are angry, when people are going to, it will be expressed, you can tell when somebody's angry. But if your ears are tuned to listen to what's going on in the heart, you'll find that there's something beyond that anger. There's something that's, a, there's a fear inside of their heart. The issue is not how can I stop them being angry. The, the issue would really be how can I help them ease that fear that's in their heart? Or how can I resolve, help them resolve that conflict? So one of the things we find is as we start to listen, become aware of what we're hearing, you'll find the ears will start to become tuned to things of the heart. Uh, when people are tuned in their heart, you'll find that's where synergy takes place. Why? Because we've taken the time to listen and connect in our heart. Another dimension is this, is that uh, the, the dimension of the spirit realm, that you can hear, I can hear the, a person's heart by what they're saying out of their mouth, 
but I can also start to hear what's going on in the Spirit. Well, we read in the Bible where Jesus, uh, in Luke chapter 5, verse 21, uh, Jesus talked about uh, who can forgive, the Pharisees were asking amongst themselves, they're asking in their heart, who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus it says here in verse 22, knowing what they were thinking, Jesus replied, why do you question this in your heart? In other words, you can hear Jesus heard it in the Spirit. They didn't say anything verbally, but Jesus in the Spirit, his ears were opened or tuned to a whole new dimension, a dimension into the Spirit. And as Christian believers, that's one of, our, uh, one of the core things that we need to uh, build and develop in our life, that we can start to hear into the Spirit, that we can hear the sounds of heaven, that we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, that we can hear Him start to speak into our life. One of the reasons you are here today is because you heard and responded to the voice of the Spirit. Something inside of you responded to something else. Something spoke to you that resonated inside of your spirit. That was your spirit speaking and saying, let's respond to that. There are some things that people know that it's way beyond any possibility that they could know. Why? Because they hear things in the spirit. We can start to hear sounds. We can start to hear voices. We can start to hear God start to speak into our spirit. That's where God speaks into our spirit. And if we have ears to hear, we will hear what God is saying. And so even that may come through a donkey, it may come through sounds, it may come through. But at the end of the day, you'll, when you start to hear in the Spirit, you'll feel it, you'll, it will resonate in your own, it will resonate down in here. And that's where Jesus was talking. He said, to you, to some people, you guys here, you'll hear the mysteries of heaven. But for other people, it will be a parable. Every Sunday, you'll hear the sound of worship. Some people will just hear noise. <laughs> Other people will hear music. Other people will hear God speak to their heart. Even right now, you'll find that every Sunday when the Word of God is preached, you'll find that some people will just won't remember a thing. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, it doesn't matter. But other people, they'll get something special out of it. For other people, they'll hear God speak to them personally about it. When we start to move in prophecy, one of the things I was doing last week was you start to hear into the Spirit. There are some people, I've got, no, I've got no idea about your background. But yet God will show, God will give you a voice. God will speak to you and your spirit about that. And when you do that, the value that it produces for somebody, it makes their heart skip. It's important that we start to tune and start to let our ears listen. Listening opens the door to truly connecting and building relationships. Listening has the power to repair relationships. Has the power to build favor. And Paul, he said in 1 Corinthians 9, in 1 Corinthians 9, he said, I have become all things to all men, so that by any means I may win some. What he's not saying is uh, I'm going to start behaving in that way. In other words, he's what he's trying to what he's the message in which he's trying to communicate is this. He said, I want to get inside of their world and start to hear what they're hearing and listen to what's going on inside of their world. Why? Because then I can win their hearts. What he's doing is he's tuning his ears to listen to what's going on inside of these particular groups of people in order that he would win their hearts. You'll find even in our cultural groups, people, there'll be cultural groups that'll start to uh, voice concerns. But one of the things he's saying, he says, what I'm doing, he's, he, he said, I'll become like them. In other words, I'll get inside of the world and listen not react to what they're doing, or, but listen to what's going on in their heart. Why? So that I can win them, so they can start to understand. When I start to understand their world, start to understand what their concerns are, then I can start to provide solutions and start to be part of that solution. I can win their hearts. Why? Because I've taken the time to understand. There is no culture, even different cultures to you. You can, get in, so you can win other cultures simply by not imposing what your beliefs are upon, upon them, but by taking the time to listen, to listen to how they think, listen to what they do, listen to what concerns them, listen to what's going on inside of their heart, listen to their fears, listen to their concerns. When the, the moment they can start to verbalize it and understand that you understand and not trying to fix them, you'll start to, start to win them. It's as simple as that. Just shutting your trap sometimes and listening. You know, it's not fighting back at them, you know. At the end of the day, at its core, listening is connecting. 
listening is a ministry. And it appears to be passive. And a listening almost is like ministry often can be seen as having to do something. But many of the times, ministry is just listening. Jesus listened to people a lot. Jesus listened to what was going on in their world. Jesus listened to their concerns. And then he was able to provide and meet a need. He listened. Every one of you here is a minister. And all you have to do sometimes is just shut up and just listen. You'll find that as you start to listen more, you'll start to understand more about where people are at. Listening with the heart. There's there's no right way of doing it. It's just listening. It's just giving attention and giving intention. Your intention is not that you're going to give them something or that you're going to fix their problem, but your intention to listen is that you would listen to understand. And when you understand, then you're in a place that we have synergy. Then we're in a place that we can start to add value. Very, very simple. Listening is an expression of generosity. One of the primary disciplines of generosity is that you can listen. When, uh, when the first step of generosity is listening to a particular need. How do you know you're going you're to give? Why? Because you've listened. You've taken the time to listen. So when you listen, when, you're authentic, when you are authentically listening to somebody, it's being generous. It's, it's an expression of generosity. In other words, what's happening is we are welcoming them, welcoming them into our heart. You are opening your heart. You are giving your heart to them and embracing them into your heart. Pastor Pike spoke the other week on the spirit to include. This is what listening is about. Including them into your world, including them into your heart. You are giving them something that cannot be taken back. It's time. So whenever you listen to somebody with the intent to understand, it is, it is, a, it is a form of generosity of opening your heart and welcoming them into your life. Every person can do that. Every person There's not a person here today that cannot open up their heart and take the time to listen. My question is, where do we need to stop and listen? You know, even Elijah was in a place where he had to meet with God. And the Bible says that the fires passed by, the wind passed by, but he was a nothing of that. But then there was a still small voice. The Lord asked him the question, where are you? What are you doing here? It wasn't a big booming voice. It was a still small voice. And often you'll find that's the way God will sometimes, in fact, often he will speak that way. He will speak in that still small voice, the voice of your heart. says, I need to go to church. I need to get my life right. Where are you? Why are you doing here? Why are you involved in this? You don't need to be involved in that. That's not where you belong. This is where you belong. You belong here. And when you entertain his voice inside of your heart, you start to entertain his presence. Jesus, God says this in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3. He says, incline your ear and come to me and hear that your soul may live. In other words, come to me and listen because my words carry the words of life. Come and listen that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant. God has always wanted to speak. God has wanted to speak into your soul today. And I know God may be speaking into your heart right now. Maybe you're here today. You don't know why, but you've just, some still small voice may have said, you've got to come to church today. The day that we can quieten the noise that's going on around us and start to listen to his voice, start to speak, that is the place where our soul can start to come alive today. You may be here this morning and you may be going through pain inside of your life. Maybe there's a lot of noise. One of the things that we could do is to start to quieten that noise and say, open my ears, Lord, that I'd hear. In the worship, I feel the Holy Spirit speak to me beyond the song. I can hear the song, but it's beyond the song. I hear his voice start to speak in my spirit. My soul comes alive. When my dad is preaching or when other people are preaching, I always just make sure I'm not just listening with these ears here, but I'm writing things down. Why? So I can capture what God is speaking to me about. Why? Because when I hear his voice inside of my life, my soul will come alive. 
Today, I want to encourage you. One, God is still speaking. God is speaking to some of you right now. Some of you, your ears will be tuned. What does He want to talk to you about? Talk about where your life is at right now. Talk about your relationships. Talking about what's going on inside of your heart. Let His voice come inside of and speak into you. Today, I also want to encourage us that there are stories that are still being told in the world around us today. The person next to you has a story. There's a story being unfolded in your life right now. There's a story being unfolded in the life of the person sitting right next to you. Some will be some good stuff. (laughs) Some will be some tough challenges. But one of the ways that you can add value to the person next to you is not jumping on them to give them an answer, but listen to them. Listen to what's going on inside of their heart. One of the things that we could do as a church is start to listen to some of the needs in the community. Start to listen to what neighbours are talking about. Start to listen to what our school people, school friends are talking about. You'll hear the, the natural sound, but what's the heart trying to say through all the, the noise? Their heart could be saying something different. So on the outside, it could be aggressive, but on the inside, it can say, help me, I need help. <laughs> Lord, I pray today. Let's just close our eyes and bow our heads. Lord, I pray today, as your scriptures have said, Lord, help us to take heed to how we hear, what we hear. Lord, I thank you for every person in this place today. I thank you for your love for them. I thank you for the story that's been told inside of their lives. Thank you for the story that you are writing. I pray, Holy Spirit, that your presence would come and speak into every heart today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that your words are life, that your words are not condemning, they're not angry words, but the words of peace and words that build up. They're not words that condemn, but they're words that bring hope and bring life. Just with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, I wonder what God has been trying to speak to you about, but yet there's been a whole bunch of things that you've clouded your life up with a lot of clutter. You could make a decision right now that every day, take time to quieten yourself, take time to sit in His presence and not say anything, but just listen to His voice speaking to your heart. Maybe in the worship, maybe in the Word, maybe wherever it is. God can speak. Maybe you're here today and you've, you're, so, <laughs> you're so excited about what God is already, what's already inside of you. You just want to just offload it onto a whole bunch of people. Maybe we just need to start to get quick to hear and slow to speak. So one way you can avoid conflict is have an ear to hear. Today you may be here and your, your life's not right with God, but you're here because God spoke to you and said, come, you should come this morning. Today would be a great opportunity for you to give your heart to Jesus. Like Isaiah 55 said, come to me here and I'll make a covenant with you. Today if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, one, God is calling you. Two, God wants to speak with you. And three, he wants to enter into a covenant with you that your soul would live. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, and you hear him, you can feel his pull on your heart today. You've never made a decision to receive Jesus. Well, just lift your hand up and say, yes, Lord, I want to respond to you. Would you just do that? You never received Jesus into your heart, but today you can feel him in your heart. Every eye closed, every hair bowed. I want you to just stand up to your feet. Let's just lift our hands.
There's nothing inherently magical about lifting your hands, but it's a way of giving your attention. It's the way of opening up. Holy Spirit, would you come and just start to speak this morning to people's hearts? Holy Spirit, we pray today that you'd give us the strength to, to listen, that you would hear your heartbeat for our friends, that you would hear your heartbeat for our community. Lord, that we would hear the cry of the ones that are around us, Lord. Lord, where we've just got so, we just listen to just noise. Help us, Lord, to discipline our hearing, that we would hear the cry of people's hearts today. Help us, Lord, to capture value. Help us, Lord, to capture seeds of eternity as they come every Sunday and every day, that our life would count for something, Lord. Henrietta, I'm just so glad that you came here today. I just sense the Lord wants to speak to you today that He's going to restore joy inside of your life. Where your life has been like a cage, where your life has been imprisoned. You're going to experience in the next, in the days ahead. One of the things I just sense around your life, I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me this word. He says, she's a creative woman and you've had creativity suppressed inside of your life. But today, you're going to find a new sense of creativity going to start to emerge and come out of your life. I mean, a new sense of joy, a new sense of peace. People are going to look at you and say, you're, the, you're a different person. I'm so glad you're in this house this morning, Henrietta. I know you've been hearing the voice of God. And I know God's going to use that in a way to be able to He's going to speak to you more and more clearly. The more that you give your heart to him, you're going to start to hear his voice more clearly. As you start to hear his voice, he's going to start to show you things, give you creative ideas. I bless you today in Jesus' name. I bless your future. I bless your future relationship today in Jesus' name. Wonderful Jesus. Father, we just thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you speak into our hearts. Your words are life. Today we tune our ears to hear what your words are in our life today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you just take some time just right now just to bless somebody, ask them maybe, what can I pray for? Is there anything that I can pray with, stand, stand in prayer with you for? It's good. Why don't you just turn to somebody and just pray with them and just bless them all. Don't forget to come tonight. We're going to have a Holy Spirit meeting night tonight. Power of God's going to move.